Hello and welcome once again to Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. I will be your guide to all things metaphysical. Today I thought I'd talk about Quartzite, Arizona. It is a tiny little place close to California on the Arizona border and they have a huge gem and mineral show once a year in January and that show has hundreds of people with tents selling their gemstones at really reasonable prices. It also has some little cute gemstone shops all along what is I guess we'd call their strip and those particular shops are quite amazing as well. They always have the best prices on the gems but be sure to look at all of the shops before you actually buy because some have better deals than others. I love to go there because it's almost my birthday so I get treated to a nice little trip. I get treated to the gemstones I want or need depending on what I'm going to be doing in the next year and so this particular trip was really really important to me because this year I'm hoping to be teaching classes like chakra classes and I will have the gemstones that relate to the chakras that I can explain how they work to align the chakras. I will also be making some more jewelry and you know I just love the whole energy of crystals when you're there it feels amazing and it's such a nice little weekend getaway with my husband. Usually one or two of our sons come with us, sometimes all three of them, but this year because of work nobody else could make it so it just ended up being the couple of us and that was really nice to spend that one-on-one -on -one time. I really really recommend as a couple remembering who your best friend is. Like I think that's why mine and my husband's marriage works so well is because we are best friends. We love each other and we like to spend our time together. So we go away for something like this and it's like a reminder of when we were dating and we, it'd just be the two of us and we'd just have some fun. So this year at the Gem and Mineral Show, I really kind of looked for things that would align with what I was working on. There was a Malachite point that I saw and immediately knew I needed and I have no idea why I just know I need it and my heart was going through some stuff some emotional stuff and of course green is the heart chakra so that's why it aligned with me I think a little bit it's also an intuitive stone and so it made sense that I was attracted to it now the main stones I bought whilst I was there was pure quartz points and garnets. I think I bought several garnets. No, I know I did. I bought a lot of garnets. Why garnets? Well, garnets are your stability. They're your root chakra. They're about your family. They're about you knowing who you are and standing strong. They're about your circulation in your system. They're about that root chakra, everything that connects to that connects to those garnets and garnets have long been one of my favorite stones. I don't know if it's because when I was younger someone told me 
garnets are for Aquarius or for January babies, which I'm a January baby, which makes me an Aquarius because it's the end of January, but it also makes me being an Aquarius, an amethyst kind of baby. So between the two, I have a lot of garnets and um, amethysts. I absolutely love them. And I love them in combination with each other because it's funny because the garnet is the root chakra, but the amethyst is more third eye and crown chakra. And so basically it's covering the entirety of your body of chakras. And so it makes me feel very connected to the earth, but it also allows me to feel connected to spirit in whichever form, you know, you believe in spirit, doesn't matter. That's, that's where the connection is. So yeah, so I kind of love those stones and I got them and then I got some beautiful quartz crystal points. And the reason I wanted those is because they're energy based, like, there's a reason there's quartz crystals used in watches and developing all sorts of things because the energy from them is enough to make a watch work. So go figure. Anyways, I'm not really sure on the how that works. I just know that there is a reason we have a brand of quartz watches and it has to do with them using quartz in them. It was a great weekend. It was fun to spend time with my husband. The only thing that really sucked was the fact that my back can only handle so much walking. And by the morning, each morning, I was in extreme pain and had to just deal with it. But you know what? At least I was there and at least I was moving. And sometimes you've got to look for the things that give you joy in the moment, even if it's hard, even when it's tough. And so that's what we did this weekend and it was great. And next weekend is my actual birthday and who knows what's gonna come up then. So I'd like to take a minute as well and talk about the tribe and what I'm doing there. Because this is life lessons with an inebriated psychic and you need to know what that means for my everyday life. So I am working at the tribe as their medical medium my job primarily is to sit with someone and allow the universe to speak through me, allow the universe to give direction or spiritual counseling or any kind of healing that can come from releasing those energies you hold on to when you lose someone and you didn't get to say goodbye properly or maybe you did get to say goodbye properly but you just really want to say hello again and maybe you just need confirmation that there's something else out there that we don't just stop being when we pass away and it's been a rough few years now with this covid pandemic pretty much everybody you know has lost somebody to this pandemic Everybody you know has been through something horrendous with this pandemic. And it's not an easy thing to just move on from. So I'm getting people who need to reach out, who need to feel like the universe. There's a reason for all of this. And there's always a reason. So those reasons can vary depending on 
your outlook on life a lot of times. Why do these things happen? Why do we have a mass pandemic right now? And have you looked at history and the huge pandemics that the human race has survived in the past? And I look at it kind of through a different lens, I suppose. I look at it as, you know, necessary for evolution. You know, the world itself is heating up. We're not doing enough as a species to try and help. And we're the ones who have caused some of the problems that we have today that are causing the ice caps to melt. And so Mother Earth knows how to put balance back into the world. And does that balance include less people going out and having babies? Does that balance include not as many people to feed? How does the Earth, how does Mother Earth make it so that we as a species can continue? You know, we've taken as the human race, we have taken over habitats for multiple different kinds of animals and species and wiped them out. And in our ignorance, we are wiping ourselves out. Our lack of common decency of caring about other people seems to be a worse pandemic than the COVID pandemic. We have people who are starving in the world and then billionaires who are using their extra money to just pop into space for a sightseeing tour. And while that's really, really cool and yes, we're probably going to need to leave this planet at some point because we are destroying it. They're not doing it for that reason. They just want to be the first to go take a, t a little trip around the earth in a, in, a, in a rocket. They're not doing it to help anyone. You know, if they wanted to do something to help the people of earth here and now, they would take just a fraction of their billions and feed the poor. Or a fraction of their billions and pay for medications for people. I mean, I got to give a huge shout out to Mark Cuban, who at least is trying to put his money where his mouth is and do some good. And he has now created his own pharmacy where you can get a lot of generic medications at really reasonable prices. So shout out to him for actually doing something good with his money instead of trying to just go up into space for a joyride. And honestly, if he decides to go on somebody else's rocket for a joyride right now, I'm going to be okay with that because first of all, he prioritized trying to take care of people. And I think that always matters. And I have thought, I have so many solutions for the issues that are in the world today because of my intuition and because of my bigger picture outlook being a psychic medium that it can get quite frustrating sometimes when you look at a problem that's consistently there and the people in power have no actual answers. But anyways, I digress. Back to what I do at the tribe. So the tribe is a group of people who are all quite intuitive in their own ways. We have acupuncturists. We have an astrologist who's amazing. We have 
a shamanic healer she's amazing the acupuncturist all three of them blow my mind and without them i'm not sure that i would be able to get out of bed in the morning um, we have estheticians we have an rn on staff we have massage therapists like we have a lot of varying modalities that are really really cool and as a tribe we kind of come together in order to do what we can for each other we're very much in support of each other but we're also in support of our tribe of people who come to see us and to that end we started teaching classes so this is part of why i went to quartzsite i wanted to be able to get the things i would need for the classes that i would like to teach as a psychic medium one of my favorite tools is the pendulum and i thought you know there's nothing that creates a connection between you and the item you're using for divination more than being the person who actually creates it and makes it themselves so one of my classes coming up will be how to make your own pendulum and i managed to get some points different kind of points and i will teach the students how to feel which one is supposed to be theirs and then they will hold them we'll do some saging we'll put a blessing on them we'll do some reiki energy on the points as well in order to make them have really good and positive energy and then i'll teach them how to connect the chain or if they want to they can connect a row of beads all the way up to the top and then of course we'll have little beads that they can hold in order to make the pendulum work and then my class will move once we've made the pendulums then we'll move to how to use the pendulums now pendulums are one of the most fun divination tools but they can also be used along with reiki in order to find any energy blockages in the body so if you have someone who's laid on a table and you're doing reiki energy on them and you're not sure what you're feeling you can get out your pendulum and you can say is there a blockage here and it'll go one way for yes and one way for no and then you'll know where you need to put your energy and your attention but one of the things i love most about reiki energy is i can be just working at the top of your head and that kind of energy because it's not directed by me it's universal life force will go exactly where it's needed and start to clear it out but because i'm me when i'm working with somebody if there is an energy blockage and i need to put the attention there i can kind of hear it or feel it in my own body and i can go there and i can just hover over the place because i don't touch during my sessions it's not something i'm comfortable with i work all in the aura and i believe energy is the answer to everything so i will go to where it is and i will just hover in that area until that energy is now free and clear and unblocked and so not everybody feels the way i do when they do reiki some people can feel the way i do but some people don't and they need a little help finding where those blockages are and a pendulum if you put it over someone and there's a blockage you'll be able to see where that blockage is from the way the pendulum moves differently and then you can work on that area and you'll know that you're working in the right area so all of these little divination tools are kind of amazing in their own right and kind of something that everybody should 
find the best use for. I mean, if you have a pendulum or even a necklace with a pendant on, you can create a pendulum in two seconds. Take the necklace off and just hold it and make sure your hand is underneath it to create a full circuit. And then basically to know how it works, you ask, is my name whatever your name actually is? And you watch, you watch which way the pendulum is rocking. And then you ask if your name is something, maybe your cat's name, maybe your dog's name, maybe your best friend's name, and it should go the other way. And then you know which way is yes and which way is no. Now, the one thing I will say is because your energy does change throughout the day, every time you use a pendulum, you should ask again, just to make sure that that day, instead of it going backwards and forwards, it's not going in circles because it can do that. It can go clockwise or anti-clockwise. It can go forward and back or side to side. It can go on angles like a cross. It's, it really just depends on where your energy is up to that day, which way your pendulum is going to respond, yes or no. And so you want to always do the quick test right at the beginning before you just think you already know the answers. And a lot of people don't know that they need to do that every time and that it's not always necessarily going to be the same thing. And for me, quite often, it is the same thing, but I'd rather check and just know before I start. One of the other things I love about pendulums is you can get the yes or no. So mine, quite often, yes and no is front to back. Uh, sorry, yes is front to back, no is side to side. But if the pendulum doesn't know, or if the energy isn't ready yet to tell me the answers, my pendulum will go and spin in circles. And I find that really, really funny. It's like, oh, yes, no, I don't know. And sometimes we're not supposed to know the answer immediately. So you've got to just accept it and be like, okay, that's cool. I can handle that. So that's one of the classes I'm really looking forward to teaching. It will be part of our elemental series. And I'm just, I'm just so excited for that one because it's everything I love to do. It's creative. It's totally and completely energy related and it's divination tools, which I find absolutely fascinating. Um, the other reason I wanted to go is to get some crystals because when you get crystals and you look into them, you can scry in them and you will see things that are important in there, things that relate to readings that you're doing. So sometimes during a reading, if I'm not seeing things clearly and I need a little direction, a little inspiration, I'll pick up a crystal and I'll start looking in it for any shapes, any kind of doorways, any kind of anything. And quite often, whatever it is I'm seeing in the crystal directly relates to the person that I'm reading. So you can find things like, well, like I said, doors, you can find, um, dragonflies butterflies are quite often in crystals animals are a big thing in crystals i quite often find animals in crystals that directly relate to something going on with the person i'm reading um the other way i like to scry honestly is candles you you light a flame and i can go into a trance pretty quickly and then i'm basically just pure channeling from the candle going into this meditative space and I just see things. Um, before 
I do a reading. I usually like to meditate. Um, it really does kind of depend on how deep you can get and how quickly you can get there. For me, meditation is a way to open doors and relax enough to allow things through because I've spent a lot of my life trying to shut off the noise from the outer hearing realm and with shutting those doors for so many years sometimes it's a bit difficult to get back in the space where I can open myself up enough to hear what's being said or what needs to be said and I find when I meditate I will see visions of things and I will write them down the things I'm seeing or the things I'm feeling as soon as I come out of the meditation and I sometimes will open my reading with this is what I got during my meditation just before I saw you some of it may be for you some of it may be for me I'm not 100% sure but we're going to go through it together because these are the things that I'm receiving and if I'm receiving them there's a reason and honestly most of the time if I do have a client anything I receive during meditation is for them if I've not got a client, anything I receive in meditation is usually for me. I was asked recently about doing readings for family. And honestly, I get to the point when I know you too well, I won't do readings for you anymore. I will put a line in the sand and say no. Because if I know too much about you, then that kind of shades the information I'm going to give you. Like my sons in particular, I would never want to read for them. My sisters, I never wanted to read for them. If I got important information and tried to give it to them, they would react like I was a know-it-all or, you know, controlling them or didn't want them to do what they thought was best for themselves. And they, they'd react in a certain kind of way. But unfortunately, and that's unfortunate because you can't, you just can't. So my lesson very, very early on was just simply not to read for them because they don't want to really hear it. They just want you to tell them everything is perfect and you can't do that all the time. So for me, my rule is I don't really read people I know too well and I don't really read people that I'm family or close enough friends to be family with because once I know you well enough, then there's kind of a line needs to be drawn because I don't want my personal opinion of what's going on in your life to affect the messages that are coming through because it does, it shades them. It shades them with what you know. So yeah, those are just some rules I have when I'm doing readings because I want what's best for people. And sometimes you have to recognize your limitations. I'm human too. It is going to affect me if I am invested in your life, if you're about to make a huge mistake, even if I just know that because I'm a human being and can watch the writing on the wall and it's not because it's anything intuitive. And so I have to really train myself to not overstep that. I know I've known a lot of intuitives in my life and I've seen some who would literally use their gift in order to manipulate the people around them. Well, that's not okay. You can't utilize this kind of gift without there being karmic repercussions. And so I just really try not to 
get in too deep with people like that. And I'll usually tell them, you know, we've become so close. I just can't anymore. I love you. I'm here for you. And I'll be there to help you through it. But there comes a certain point when it's not healthy for me to give any more information through readings. Anyways, again, uh, if you want an appointment with me, you can contact Tribe With Roots. They are on the internet. There's a wonderful web page now set up for all those practitioners. And if you want to listen to my podcast, you can go to lipsy.com, L-L-I-P-S-Y.com. And I really appreciate you all spending this time with me and I will talk to you next week. I hope your week is filled with blessings. Take care.